This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, well, that's good. Wednesday, today's going to be awesome because normally I have mom in the house at the end of the show, but today we have dad in the house for the whole show, so we got the boss hog himself on the podcast. Welcome, Willie Robertson. Hello, Sadie Rob Huff. Sadie Rob Huff. Whatever you're going by these days. That's the new name. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. You know, we've had it for a few years now, but you're a hard guy to get. Just kidding. Only like a yeah. year and a half. Well, usually I find that when you want someone on your podcast, the first thing you need to do is ask. <laughs> and so since I haven't been asked, uh, I hey. felt it awkward to try to worm my way in on the podcast <laughs> if I w- really wasn't invited. All I know is you called me one time and asked me one silly question. That's the only time. Yeah, that was your feature on the podcast. I said, can I ask you a question? You said, hurry, I'm hunting. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a bad time. Now we're not hunting, so uh, I'm excited. It's an honor to be your guest it's on your perfect. podcast. Uh, hopefully I can uh, match up. Who's your last oh, no, person you, you had on? Last person, we had Julie Wilson, and Julie she was amazing. You're, right wow. before that, we had Beth Moore. Wow. So you're really carrying some manlyhood to our podcast. Man, I got the best Beth Moore story ever. But oh, we'll have it later podcast. <laughs> later, so, podcast. later podcast. All right, so I will treat you like I treat every other guest with the very first question we ask, and that is, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Well, that's a great question. I think... Um, I think I would have to say is give more than you take. It's good. That pretty much covers every aspect of life. If you try to give, always give more Mm -hmm. than what you take. And so I think sometimes we get caught in trying to take more. But if you always try to give more at your job and your marriage, whatever it is, if you're giving more than was asked and certainly more than you're taking. I just find that that's worked for me. Um, I think that's the yeah. one of the secrets like in business is like you just try to help other people. If I can yeah. help you, then it's going to help me and it's turned out pretty good. So good. I, I love asking this question because every time I ask it to people, it's influential people, right? And then when they give their advice, you can always see it bleed through everything that they do. And so being your daughter, having an up-close view of your life, I can see how you give a lot more than you take. And that's really cool to know that that's been at the forefront of your mind. Has anyone ever said that before? No, no, really? one's, no one Sweet. said that. Awesome. <laughs> I was scared I'd have one that someone else, because sadly, I'm a little behind on your podcast as far as listening to them. So, wow. Which, which may be zero, so I didn't know, so I just want to make sure hey. I wasn't like, oh, it's the fourth time we've heard that one. Well, here's a good thing, and crazy enough, we've never had anybody repeat something that somebody else has said, really? which is unique, yeah, because I guess everybody just has different stories, different people feeding into their life, but um, no, that's so good, and then you kind of mentioned this, you're like, that goes for business, that goes for parenting, that goes for 
being a husband, giving more than you take. And I want to do something fun on this podcast. You know, normally I talk about people's books or stories. And if we did that, we would talk forever. So I got more specific and I wanted to go through just pieces of advice and different areas of your life that I've really seen you thrive in. Mm -hmm. Some learn the hard way, some just like absolutely you're just good at. And so I wanted to ask you just different pieces of advice in different segments of your life. And the first one I want to ask you is about your sense of humor. And this is why when people tell me I'm so much like you, there's two things that they're normally talking about. They're like, you have his exact dimple and you you look a lot alike. And then they say, and you have a sense of humor. And I think that's a high compliment because everybody thinks you're hilarious. (laughs) But what's your best piece of advice on having a good sense of humor? Oh, man, that's a lot. And I was thinking, I'm glad you're not overweight. Because then you would think like, oh, that's why they're saying that. Because ergo, that's why you asked me about my sense of humor. So you've always got to be thinking, right? right? So pretty much when everyone says something, I have to fight not thinking the funny thing about what you're saying, I don't know if that's advice, but no, uh, that's so good. I, I think the main thing, and I've said this for years, and uh, we've said this even about our TV show, was that I try just not to take myself so seriously. Yeah, I and felt so like you were going to say that. It keeps coming up over and over. And so what I find really funny is people that do take themselves too seriously. <laughs> and there's just comedy gold in there because... <laughs> It's so funny because it's funny, but that sometimes they don't think it's funny because they're taking because. themselves too seriously. And so, you know, you can make light of things. And I guess growing up, you know, thinking about being funny. I mean, there's a lot of people in my family that are funny, and some are funny and not trying to be funny. And I don't know, it's it's how we <laughs> dealt with, I think, a lot of, you know, shortcomings or pain or mm-hmm. stuff that we had in our lives as a family and so we found this way to to make light and to laugh yeah. at anything. And so, and growing up with like with my dad, so Phil is is so serious, and um, <laughs> he does have a funny side for sure. And, and I've certainly seen that, but he he comes across so serious. Mm-hmm. So it just it creates a good habitat for yeah. something funny because when there's something serious, then then it can really get funny. Like when you're yeah. not supposed to laugh. <laughs> I'll never forget when I was a teenager, I was in there making mom laugh, and mom was one of the greatest because she she would yeah. laugh at everything, you know. And so uh, I was in there working some material, and uh, and I remember Phil, he's in there watching the news or whatever he's watching the Weather Channel, <laughs> and uh, and he screams in there. He goes, "Hey." Everybody be quiet in there because we had a, such a small uh-huh. house. And so if you got loud on yeah. one side of the house, it was like too loud. He said, y'all, y'all pipe down in there. Saturday Night Live's over. And I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing I'd ever heard. Saturday, li- Saturday Night Live's over. And uh, <laughs> so I really enjoy watching people melt down. It just cracks me up. And because, uh, you know, people are like, oh, this is the worst thing that happened. And, and I guess in America, when I hear these things, I'm like, that's the, that's worst, the worst thing, thing. that's happened. And so one of my favorite things, which you're in airports like I am a lot, and so I love when there's problems at the airport, which is all the time, I love just watching people just just lose their minds. <laughs> yeah. They're melting away. And so I was in Houston one night. It was storms were happening. And everything's getting delayed. And these people are just, and I'm just sitting there watching these people in line and i never get this lady comes up and i've got to be on this plane ma'am the plane's not leaving (laughs) you know it could crash you know and so uh she goes you don't understand and i was waiting for what was going to come out of her mouth you don't you know i'm having a child i'm having this she goes i'm platinum 
What? <laughs> she was a platinum medallion. So, and that's her problem. Oh, I'm sorry. You're platinum. Whoa. Oh, okay. We'll tell the pilots. <laughs> we'll crank this thing up. We'll go against every safety thing that we have because you're platinum. We got a platinum. So, in fact, let's just get you a private plane to go through <laughs> because you're platinum. And so, uh, I've totally that's one of the things I like. You. Or in traffic, I just watching people just, you know. <laughs> Like it's the worst day of yeah. their life because there's someone in front of them yeah. or, you know, the grocery line. And so when I get in those situations and then I just push myself, I go like, we are not going to get upset. And I've seen that play out in your life so clearly. And it's so funny because like your initial thing, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take situations too seriously. The Robertson family all does that. You think like there'll be like something big happening in the family that most families, it, it would be really, really hard. And it's not that it's not hard, but y'all just always make light or make somebody laugh because you're like, we're not just going to stay mad. We're not going to stay yeah. upset. We're not going to stay in this rut. And I love that about y'all. And I learn a lot from y'all in that. When you got to think funny, I remember when we were doing the TV show and it's it's so fun being around people who actually think funny. And, and yeah. so you just start Think you know when when funny people get together and you start thinking funny. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's fun. Yeah, you know? and you not everybody has that. that. Yeah, you just start thinking funny and how could this be funny and yeah. then how could we make this funny and uh, you and Uncle Sai would be like literally you would be crying yeah. thinking of things. That's what I'm saying. Sai si is awesome because he half time I don't even know that he realizes he's being funny. You know, and there's <laughs> there's does. a fine thing between trying to be funny. And then just being funny, yeah. You know? And so, and sometimes people that are trying to be funny, they be like, oh, "Okay, pipe down." You know, you're not the funniest person uh, out there. And so, so yeah, I just try to find uh, comedy it. and everything. And and I, love it. I think it helps in life. I think it helps you to get through things. And it does. you know, it helped me with the show. I was invited up to a hospital to see a little girl. And I think she passed away like four days after. And this is just such a. And I had never like been that close, and but realizing now because of the TV show, I was invited up. Mm-hmm. And so I stuck my head in, and I just start bawling, crying. And so I'm like, "Oh, one second, you know, I'm trying to gather myself and and realizing." But then I realized that girl wanted to see the person she sees on TV. She's been seeing people crying mm-hmm. for weeks yeah. or months, you know, maybe even years. And so I just had to pull myself together and say, mm-hmm. "I've got to go in there for her because I know she wants to see just for a few yeah. minutes." Something fun and yeah. something she sees that she laughs yeah. at and all that. And so uh, it is tough. And, and when situations are tough like that, and, mm-hmm. and that's where you can have that. And so I go yeah. in, I gather myself, I went back mm-hmm. in there and, hey, you know, and I had my duck call. And so we were going to awesome. be funny. Then I left the room and then I started then crying, crying again. Yeah. yeah. Then I started bawling crying again. No, I get that. That's so sweet. I've seen you do that. That's powerful. The next piece of advice, which shift gears a little bit, but I've really seen this a lot in your life and learned a lot um, from you and mom and y'all's marriage. But I want to talk about marriage advice. You know, Christian and I just got married, so you can give us your best piece of advice. Y'all but did. also, a lot of people don't know that you and mom literally met in like what fourth grade, fourth grade, fourth yeah. grade, and so y'all had like kind of a lifelong relationship on and off. I won't say you dated since fourth grade, right. but well, um, on and off in the. Fourth grade, to, like when we got married, not on and off when we were married. Not when we were married, no. <laughs> there was a couple of years off. there. I was gone for a couple of years and came back to the house. Uh, yeah, on and off from fourth no. grade to when she was a senior in high school. To uh, when you proposed. We were in the same youth group because she went to the private Christian school. And yeah. I was the old public school boy. Oh. So, yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah, we have known each other uh, pretty much our whole lives. Yeah, and so now y'all been married for 
Mom said 27, you said 28. It's 28. She's <laughs> terrible. Most people are like, ask your wife. They'll know the date. Nope, not no. my wife. She <laughs> never knows it. Always off. I have to go look it up or ask someone to know what that is. I know. I was trying to get my facts right for the podcast. And I'm like, how many years? She's like, 27. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season, and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess. And honey is so into painting right now and painting with a three-year-old. Yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Sadie Rob summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash Sadie Rob summer. But I think dad thinks it's 28. No, I think it's 28. Well, we did some speeches at the end of last year. And so we were, it was 27, but. January 11th, we had another anniversary, yeah. so I'm <laughs> counting that one, so I'm, I'm, we're 28. That's, <laughs> That's what it so is. That's so funny. All right, so what's some marriage advice you give Christian and I? So for younger people, this was a piece of advice I had gotten in my premarital counseling, and I think it was really helpful, which is you're not the other person's parent, mm-hmm. so don't act like the parent. Because at some point in young relationships, you figured out that you've got it better figured out in something than the other person. And then you end up treating them like Mm -hmm. they're a child, not like they're your spouse or your Mm -hmm. friend. And so you're not the parent. So Mm -hmm. I would constantly have to say, I'm not Corey's dad, you know? So, because you would, you know, for it would be like over safety or over something. Then it's literally like I'm treating like a child. Now look, here's what you do, you, you know? It was great advice that I had then. And and I think it's good to say, hey, we're not, I'm not raising you. This journey that you're going to go through in life is obviously with your mm-hmm. spouse, but there's also a lot of other things that you've got to figure out yeah. and, you know, figure out with other men or with other women, with other, with friends, with relationships, with careers mm-hmm. and all this. And so I think it's, you know, you just got to be careful not to treat that other person yeah, sure. as a young couple. I mean, what about a young couple, for, for sure. couples who have been married like y'all for 28 or so on years? Well, at some point, my advice shifts to you. You got to hang in there and 
you got to weather the storms. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not really ground <laughs> breaking advice. Yeah. But I think in this culture we have, let's face it, I mean, somebody said the other day, if there's a back door, believe me, you'll use it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so if there's an option to get out of this thing or just move on, you have to do that. And then that goes back to give more than you take. Yeah. And so what I try to do is, you know, how much can I give? And I'm just want to give more mm-hmm. than I'm actually taking. And there's going to be times where you end up taking, you know, indirectly. And But if you can always just wake up going, what yeah. can I do? Some of the good advice I think I have is like, find some things in your relationship that you're good at and mm-hmm. that you like doing. And then you pour into those, like mom and I, with cooking, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, she's not a good cook and she doesn't really care about cooking. She doesn't love it. Um, she finally likes to eat. I mean, when we first got married, <laughs> she didn't know what good food was. And so, man, and I just own that. And I said, I'm going to take this over and I will, mm-hmm. you know, and so I work at it. I practice. And and now it's been this cool relationship like with you guys, yeah, your siblings, sure. with family, where you bring your friends. Oh, dad's cooking this. Yeah. And so. When I'm just sitting around with nothing to do and there's mm-hmm. a Saturday I'm by myself, I'll usually get a cookbook and I'll try to – I have practice meals that I do. And so oh, and that. some of them work, some of them don't. But all that's going into one thing that I can provide, yeah. which is that. And another piece of general advice, which is I'm always like this. I want to live my life. If I'm not there, I want to be missed. I want to be yeah, like, oh, shoot. Good. Willie's not here, yeah. so it's not going to be as fun, or it's not going to. I'm not trying to, you know, ruin somebody's thing, but I want to live my life towards like when you're here, man. You give this or you give yeah, that, and you're that. really missed if you're not here. And so, cooking's one thing that, mm-hmm. that I can do. We eat, you know, two to three to five times a day, yep. and so it keeps coming up. And it comes back to that. It's a together thing. Yeah. We'll, you know, tonight we'll be cooking. Yeah. Uh, we've got lobsters Pumped tonight. About so, that. yeah, we, we went big time. And this whole thing will yeah, be a yeah, process. Yeah. We'll sit in there. We'll have this uh, time. You know, it's actually what Louie and Shelly Giglio, when they were at our house mm-hmm. and, and I'm cooking and we're having this conversation. And then, then Louie called and said, Hey, Willie, I want you to do that at Passion City. I'm like, do what? That whole thing we did, the cooking. What? And so they set up the stove, they got the ingredients, so and awesome. I cooked while they sat on the couch, and we had this conversation. That's cool. Uh, because it was just a, that's a powerful yeah. time. And then the sitting and the eating, and so all that, it's that family time, but it's not this force like, what yeah. can we do as a family? Yeah. We can do something like that. It's way better than just going, hey, let's go pick up. And yeah. Obviously, at times, we go pick up something to eat. Yeah. But I just I try to be so intentional about that and saying, yeah. I want it to be the best. I want it to be good. And if I'm not here, people are going to go, oh, no, we what are we going to eat? Right, so. Well, I can attest to that. Your cooking is my favorite thing ever. Like, me and Bella literally, like, call each other and, like, what should we ask Dad to cook tonight? And but, it, but it is something we circle around. I was right. telling somebody today, I was like, it's not just, like, mealtime with our family. It's before mealtime. It's when yeah. Dad's cooking. We all sit around the countertop right. and wait for you to finish. It's some of the best conversations. And so— I can see how that's really brought our family together. And I'm very thankful for that. And that rolls right into the next piece of advice. I want to ask you about fatherly advice. That's one of my favorite things about what you do as a father. So I can just go ahead and pump you up and say (laughs) just the way that you intentionally cook. Like it's so seen in our house and it's so felt from every child. That's something we all look forward to. Even the ones who don't have great taste like Will. But (laughs) he still likes staying out with the family. But what's some fatherly advice you give? Oh, man. I think that's probably the toughest advice. Fatherhood or motherhood, either one. You know, parenthood is so hard because you don't really know. I mean, you can read all the playbooks. You can read the New Testament. You can read the Old Testament. You can get advice on on what needs to happen. 
But you really don't know. You know, when you're in the arena of raising children, one, it constantly changes, mm-hmm. you know, from babies to toddler, you know, mm-hmm. to getting up to young kids, and then you're getting into the teenage years. And then now, so you're still learning and having to grow. Mm-hmm. And I guess my biggest advice is you've got to be able to adjust. Mm-hmm. Now, for our family, there's six kids, all sorts of different backgrounds, you know, through adoption, through coming in, different, everything. So everything had to adjust. In fact, up until today, you know, mm-hmm. like it's still so like today I have to may have to make a move, you know, here or there. Tomorrow I will as mm-hmm. well. And so as you're dealing with the different people, I guess my advice is I don't push too much. I try not to yeah. shape. I didn't try to shape you guys mm-hmm. into anything other than being a good person, hopefully a believer in mm-hmm. something bigger than you are in our faith aspect. And and But I could only teach you that by doing it myself. Yeah. And so was, I could read you all the Bible scriptures. Mm-hmm. But I knew a slew of people who went to youth group and mm-hmm. went to church who turned out to be terrible human beings. So that's not the <laughs> yeah. secret sauce, which is yeah. just if you hear enough. And so it's, it's you know, I tried to be the same, good or bad, you know, yeah. at home as I was. I didn't want somebody to go, you know, I want you guys yeah. to go like, whoa, what happened to that? He didn't. You don't talk like that, you know, yeah. and so you try to keep that the same. And but I just didn't try to push you guys. Yeah. Just I was like, whatever happens, which you know, I'm not a big goal guy. And I'm not, you know, <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm not pushing. I'm just yeah. gonna let you guys, and then let me whatever it is, wherever you get yeah. to, let me try to help you Speak in that moment. Yeah. Don't ask. I don't know what God's got in store for me. Just whatever I'm doing, God's there. Yeah, and good. so we can work through whatever that is because. Lord knows I never knew what I was going to mm-hmm. be doing. I'm a, yeah. I'm a PE major, you know, and so <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. I knew I loved the Lord. I knew I, you know, yeah. I love my wife. I love my kids. And so I was a camp director, and then that shifted, and then I worked for the church yeah. and ended up being on TV with my family business with Duck Call. So yeah. you never know. And so making yeah. you guys into, you know— the best athlete or the best this. I mean, which dad had taught me that as well. Like, look, he was a college quarterback. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he had done all those things. And really in life, he had already seen like, that's not the most Sign important it, thing yeah. in life. And if you're skilled and if you are a great athlete or you're, you know, it's not that, you know, I mean, I quit the basketball team when I was a senior <laughs> and I quit only because I wasn't playing and I wanted to go play. So I quit and went and played in the rec league so I could play basketball. Awesome. And my team, when I quit, were like 500, you know, mm-hmm. and then I quit. It wasn't me quitting that made the difference because, believe me, I didn't play. But then they went to the final four in the state tournament. I was like, shoot, I wish. <laughs> so, and I wish my dad would say, hey, you may want to stick it out. So it's yeah. not that you can't. I mean, you want to talk about not being pushed. My parents were no yeah. pushing you nowhere other than church and you know yeah, being yeah, a yeah. good person. But uh Figure that out. Don't just try. I think sometimes we try to yeah. shape our kids' lives mm-hmm. so much, you know, and then we get thrown into the mm-hmm. world and then it's like, I don't know what to do, you know, yeah. because mom and dad did this. So no, there's just a, so good. just a little bit of real, a little bit of, yeah. you know, street smarts mixed with, you know, whatever it is. And don't push, just get out of the way and say, whatever it is, yeah. however it ends up, I'll help you. That's really cool. It's really cool to hear you say because, you know, I've obviously seen you parent me like that, but I never really realized that was the intention. But now I'm like, oh it's so clear like you never pushed or mom never pushed but y'all were always there for us and always there to speak into whatever it was if we asked like right. even when I was playing basketball it wasn't like you're at like every single game but I was like hey I'm working on this I'll never forget you were like you got to stop taking that one dribble and picking the ball up <laughs> and so if we asked you speak into it right. and help us right. figure something out or go out and help us figure it out by showing us 
And that always really means a lot. And it's so true. It's like, we don't know where God's going to take us. We couldn't have guessed this. I wouldn't have right. guessed going to Nashville, speaking on doors, right? Uh, it wouldn't have happened. But right. God was there in it all. All right. So I want to shift gears next to best piece of business advice, because you are a businessman through and through, I even am. from the time you were young and you were selling bubblegum packets. But <laughs> here you are now, and you run Duck Commander and several different things. And so what's some business advice? Well, yeah, I've always kind of had a knack for trying to make money or figuring out ways. And my business advice probably is going to sound super counterproductive (laughs) (laughs) what you would think I would say. And I've said this before to other groups of people, and it's really to be content. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think people go, what? Like, that's "That's terrible advice. You got to push, you got to drive. And I'm like, no, believe me, I've been around every kind of person who pushes and drives and some are wealthy, some are not. Mm -hmm. No matter where you are, you have to be content. Now, that does not make up for hard work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work as hard as anyone else on whatever that job is. No matter what you're doing, if you're not content mm-hmm. and you're sitting there wanting something you don't have or wanting more or wanting, you know, I think it'll just drive you crazy and you'll look up and realize you spent so much of your life pushing for something. You don't even mm-hmm. know why you want yeah. it or need it in the first place. And so one thing I learned from my dad, which was, he was so content. Like, we made nothing. We were poor and all that. But, you know, today where I sit, I'm so glad I had that experience, mm-hmm. which is nothing with parenting. Like, you guys didn't grow up like I did. And mm-hmm. so, but, man, I appreciate having to fight for something mm-hmm. and want something. And you had to work. It was no yeah. question. Of like, oh, I just think I'll just not do anything and mm-hmm. chill out and watch TV. And that wasn't an option. Yeah. It was like, if you want stuff, you have to go work. We're not giving you anything. You got to go do it. And so that was understood. But I understood that contentment. So you could run into a guy who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. He's not content because mm-hmm. he feels like he should be making three hundred. Yeah. You could run into a person who makes twenty five thousand dollars a year. They're not content. You know, mm-hmm. if you're content with whatever you have, mm-hmm. and so if it's a little, if it's a lot, I've had the beauty in my life of mm-hmm. living with very little. Mm-hmm. I've had the beauty in my life even as an adult where I didn't have a lot of money. Everything had to be thought about. Mm-hmm. Mom and I, when we first got married, we would just have a knockdown, drag out fight over. I wanted to buy some comic book or something. It was mm-hmm. so stupid. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> and she wanted to buy like ice cream, and I, which I thought was just a terrible way to spend money. And so, like, $4 is knockdown, down, drag out fight. But now I see the beauty in that of, of being able to live my life right. in those situations to where now, obviously, I have a lot more. And it's where you content. And yeah. so, and really, I don't think about money. Mm-hmm. I know this. It was fun making money for sure, but it's super fun giving it away. So it's awesome. I love Give giving it away. Th- yeah, I just love Well, that's true. Yep. I think about it. It's right back to get. And so, man, when I can help something or some yeah. person, when I, when I can say I can afford to do that, if you want to push yourselves to be like that and have what I have, then yeah, you're going to have to work a lot. You're not, you know, mm-hmm. it's always time and money. There's very few people I know who have time and money. Yeah. So you need to figure out what you want more of. If That's you want really more good. time, then you probably won't make as much money. Yeah. If you want more money, believe me, you're not going to have as much time. <laughs> and so <laughs> I find that people advice. go like, well, I want them both. Well, <laughs> you don't have them. Yeah. What I wanted to do, the reason I really pushed because I didn't want to be so old to where I was like, I finally got everything I wanted. Yeah. And now the time and now I can't walk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So somebody helped me over to get yeah. to where I wanted to be. I wanted to do it young. 
where I was still young enough to where I mm-hmm. felt like I could enjoy it and then give mm-hmm. some away and have that. That's such good advice. And honestly, that's taught me a lot. I've watched you and mom just stay content in, in the good times, the bad times, and each and different season of our life. Because even our life, like I feel like we grew up a little bit different than how even oh, middle for school sure. after oh, was. For sure. And no, so even did. just seeing that, especially John Luke and I, has been really cool because as kids, we never saw y'all act any different when we got more or when we had right. less. There was a contentment throughout the whole thing. That's really thing. the same thing. It's the same, yeah. The space may be bigger, but it's the, yeah, it's the, same. the same things happening in the space are the same. You yeah, know, it's, it's really awesome. those same things. And and now my new job is awesome. I love this job. <laughs> yeah, please tell me your new job. I'm a, I'm a volunteer at Camp Chioka. Uh, <laughs> So I basically tell everybody I'm John Luke's chief maintenance guy, which means I have to pay for everything too. So, cause I'm also a donor, <laughs> but I love being a volunteer because I can't get fired. I know there's no <laughs> way they can say, look, you're out of here, you know? Yeah. And one, I'm just really getting after it. So, you know, I may be a little obsessive, but you're it's, I mean, I, I work till dark, you know, yeah. every day. Uh, mom knows I'll be home at dark, which does make the food a challenge. It's true. Because then I have to cook. It's so true. the meals are late. And I'm like, well, if you want me to cook, it may be nine o'clock. I'm trying to determine how long it will take me or any human being, not just me, because I'll, I'll cheat and get some other people to help. But <laughs> I want to pick up every piece of dead wood. On a hundred acres of property, every piece of de- yeah. camp shoe, yeah, every tree that's fallen, everything. Oh, so my dream my is to gosh. walk, and there be no piece of dead wood. So I told John Luke, and I said, that "Then if I accomplish this, we may be like really old people. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he may be my age, and I may be like in a little hover around scooter <laughs> going around there with my little stick grabber. I have a custom like stick grabber that's <laughs> awesome, and uh, I've went through." Uh, tons of them, but uh, yeah, I just love it. I love being outside and really just love not having to do other I things. But I'm going to do other things. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, of I'm in a season of volunteering, but I still, we run the biz. I mean, I still have a lot of You really lot of did. You're doing on. so many waters. It's, it's hilarious. Like, you're still doing so much and you're still going so much, enough to be in the public eye where people will say, Oh, I saw your dad in Washington, D.C., or I saw your dad here or there, and these all of these cool places. And they say, So what's he doing nowadays? And I'll say, Oh, he's actually volunteering at uh, Camp Shioka. <laughs> Picking up stuff and they're like, oh, because you do so many different things and I love it. But we did have a show for a little while and you were a celebrity and you are a celebrity and you are recognized (laughs) by a lot of people. And so I want to ask you some celebrity advice. For me, I'm just going to go and shout you out because for everybody on the show, I try to say something I really learned from them, a piece of advice that I learned from them. And for you, like... I've watched you. You're really, really good at being yourself. And like for me, you kind of spoke over me to be like the original. That's where Mm -hmm. the whole thing came from. Mm -hmm. And really encourage us to like stick to who we are, be true to who we are, stick to what we believe. Don't be one foot in, one foot out. Go all the way. And I've just watched you really stick to who you are. I mean, I know that's been hard and it's been a challenge. But for me, watching you walk through that in the celebrity spotlight whenever it was really honest helped me really walk that out and be like okay well nobody else is changing who they are especially the adults around me so like why would we go crazy and change who we are and I watched that benefit for your life but what's something you'd say to people walking into life change like being a celebrity or something you want people to understand about right yeah well one I'll say it's really hard and uh, you know people come and say oh I want to do a TV show and usually my 
initial response is no, you don't. Like yeah. it's really hard. You don't, you know, to keep it all together and to keep yourself sane and to not get that big head. I think all the other advice that I've mentioned probably goes into that, yeah. which is give more than you take, you know, all these yeah. things. And I think celebrity is so tough. You know, for us, what helped a lot was there was a bunch of us together at the same time. So really your whole family kind of became famous, which was helpful. Most celebrities I know is just one person. You know, it's the one, you know, singer, it's the one athlete, it's the one actor, whatever. And so what happens is everybody just kind of gravitates around that one person. They usually hire everyone they know, Mm -hmm. you know, their family. And then they become like the little G God, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and then that's a that's a scary place to be in because, man, if you get off there, mm-hmm. no one's there to say, "Hey, yeah, whoa, bro, you're off." Uh, you're off. Celebrities, I feel like it's really just a bigger version of what you are when you mm-hmm. come to it. And so, if you're just a terrible person and you're selfish, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to use all the correct words that I can <laughs> say, you know, as far as a person, and then you become famous, you're just a bigger. Yeah. worse version <laughs> yeah. of that who it's has true. money now <laughs> now you have fame and so i've typically found whatever you brought to the game that usually in most cases you're just a bigger version of that and so going back to when we were, yeah. didn't have much and you know it's the same type of deal but i was committed to saying hey man i'm i found that that was more attractive mm-hmm. said it was like so it's more attractive like i found you know, the true nature of our show, if you could boil it down to something, there's really an authenticity mm-hmm. there. You know, it's like, man, these people are, you know, yeah. they really are like this. And so I was, I would hope that people would yeah. hang around with me. And I've had people say that thousands of times. Yeah, oh, you're sure. just a regular guy. I'm uh, like, yeah, I'm just a regular yep. guy. You know, you're at the grocery store. What are you doing here? I'm like, well, I got to eat. <laughs> so, <laughs> when people say it to me, it's now, so funny. I thought you would ha- hire somebody to buy your food. I'm like, no, I, would, I don't trust anybody to go pick my food. You know, yeah. like, I got to pick up the fruit and all that and so it's tough i mean that you know living in the fishbowl i definitely see the downfalls and so luckily for us we were able to you know which i think god had a plan for us and our lives and what we could expose Mm -hmm. use our platform you're a great case of that but we did get a little bit of the spotlight you know we had some smaller shows and so it it was coming it was building i felt like we were prepared more for that. So people just sure. drop into it and you're just zero to hero. You know, man, it can be, it's a you lot. know, it can be tough. For sure. Well, I definitely learned a lot from you and mom in that season because I was certainly crazy and a lot of hard things, but a lot of really good things came, I think, even for growing and who we all were. So you kind of talked about this. Authenticity was like the number one thing of our show. I think when you boil it down and people say that all the time, and y'all were so authentic. We all were to our faith, really. And it's really funny because people all the time are like, so what made y'all decide to really like bring your faith into it? And I'm always <laughs> like, I mean, well, we, we just are Christians and our faith is really important. Yeah. So it just bled through. And I just wanted to kind of mention this because I've watched you do this in every part of your life. It's not just TV. Like when you were like, oh, now we have a show. Let's talk about Jesus. You always talk about Jesus. When people come over to our house to have dinner, they don't know the Lord. I will watch you bring them to the couch and so natural. Like you're just talking and then faith comes up somehow and they want to know more and you open up your Bible and you turn to certain things and it's just really powerful. And so I really just want to give advice to other people as your daughter to say like, if it is who you are, if you love Jesus, if you are a faithful person, bring it into everything that you are. And dad is so good about just so naturally being himself in those moments. If you have any advice on that, you can give it. But really, I just think it's really impressive how you so naturally flow into conversation. Is this where we move into the next podcast? Because this might be... Uh, I know, I know. I 
I was worried no, to go the into faith, that because I knew. The faith part is well, I'll give you some short, simple things. Uh, one is I'm not I'm not as inspired by people who say, "Well, I just keep my faith to myself and I don't really talk about it." And so I'd probably not think as highly of that person if they were like that about their spouse. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't ever mention yeah, my spouse. I don't want to talk about that person. Yeah. You know, you'll never hear me mention that person. And when that relationship's real, when it's on fire, and the Bible does that too, it, it likens it to a marriage, you know. I probably can't go five minutes without mentioning, oh, I was telling Corey the other day, you know, because yeah. it comes up because that's in my life, and that's yeah. what is important to me. So the idea of just keeping it like in a little treasure chest, and so yeah. we'll, we'll open that up only privately. It's fine. If people want to do it, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. For me, man, I find that you know what's in you starts pouring out of you. Yeah, and so sure. my best advice on bringing faith up to people is, number one, to listen. Mm-hmm. It's not to talk. It's to listen. It's good. And when you listen, it's amazing. If you talk to someone long enough, you will hear something if they don't have a faith or they're misunderstood or whatever, you'll hear something come out that you're like, ah, maybe that's yeah, the thing is. right there that we can go off that, you know, wow. maybe it has to do with death or sickness or fear or, you know, you mm-hmm. just hear something and be like, ah, and so we dig deeper mm-hmm. in that. And so most of the time it's not this just, you know, where are you at with the Lord today? Yeah. You know, and that's <laughs> weird. I mean, that's, yeah, so I'm trying to be yeah. weird. I'm trying to be like, I'm going to be a weirdo. But if I hear somebody say, man, Oh, my wife drives me crazy. I just don't even know if I could, you know, how do you, or my kids or whatever it is, or I'm scared to death I may die or, you know, whatever that is. And so, man, I found something that has mm-hmm. an answer for everything. <laughs> like, yeah, so it has good. all the answers. Yeah. Even the little girl I mentioned earlier who she actually passed away that same week. And so mm-hmm. I'm so excited that, man, we have a God and we have a have book hope. that there's a hope. There's yeah. something, you know, I just got back from the Congo. You're over there and you're like, if that's all life for some of the people, if that's all it has mm-hmm. to offer, man, what a bad draw. Yeah. You know, you just like, yeah. really? So what excites me about bringing that passion mm-hmm. to the Lord with people in America, people who do mm-hmm. have stuff, one of my favorite ones are the people who have everything, you know, mm-hmm. or think they have everything. And so trying to crack that person. Yeah. And so, man, I will go just over and over <laughs> with them, so just trying to figure yeah. out what can I say? You know, who is it positive? You know, I pray that, that the words that come out mm-hmm. of my mouth, you know, can have this. And so awesome. what happens is then you become that person. So people will naturally bring people to you. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. That's just really like the cool. food, yeah. just like it's like, oh, dad's cooking. Let's go. Well, it's the same way with stuff about the Bible. So when that. someone's misunderstood, they'll go, oh, well, let's go ask Willie because, yeah. man, he helped me out this time. And so then you get even more opportunities to help people because, and you'll hear all kinds of stuff. And there's sometimes I'm, I'm going, whoa, like, <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. say. This is, but usually I can say, all right, let's break this down. Let's go study some more. If I have to say, hey, let's keep this conversation up, mm-hmm. you know, let's keep this going. And no matter what, and I've learned this over the years, I don't have to at the end win. Like, I'm like, ooh, boom, they came to the Lord and they had this big thing. No, it it may last a year. It could last years. It could last a lifetime of just somebody watching you. But I always tell people, your life has to be that harbor because somebody may be going through the worst thing ever, Mm -hmm. terrible, and they may come back to you Mm -hmm. years later going, Oh, there's one person I know. And I don't yeah. want to come back to me and me, me going, oh, pfft, you know, talk about screwed up. I'm more screwed yeah. up than you are. So, you know, it's just, the, you know, that's, that's what so I good. find in the Lord. And and do not hold yourself back and thinking, well, when I get it all figured out, mm-hmm. I'll be that person. Because yeah. Acts 1 and 2 and at the end of the Gospels, Peter, who mm-hmm. you spoke about recently, and I've spoke that 
a ton of times, man, this guy falls flat on his face, denies knowing God, and is at the point where it'd be like, you need to take 10 years off where you can mm-hmm. ever say another word because you just denied this whole thing. Yeah. And it was in my Bible, I turned the turn page, the page. Yep. and there he is. He gets up and says, hey, let me get up and preach the first sermon yep. now. And so for people who say, man, you just don't know how bad I've been. Well, perfect. You know, The Apostle Paul, the yeah. next chapter from stoning Stephen, now Paul's up saying, I'm going to to the point yeah. where everybody was scared <laughs> to death of him. So for us to say, well, I'm just not the guy, you know, I mean, I'm reading about people who did far worse things yep, and they so get true. right up. And I'm not saying that by giving you a license just to go sin. I'm yeah. giving you a license to live in Jesus and say, there's no time for, there's no yeah. like, well, how long does it take before I can, you know, get back going ever to where I can do something bold, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I don't, you know, if someone's really bad in sin, I'm like, man, we need you on our team because you could be really powerful for yeah. God, you know? Awesome. So all that, that's all that so mocks you had for sin, let's turn it to something good. That's so true. I love it, man. I guess he's so stoked. And I've watched you do it with so many people and walk through it with so many people, including myself and including all of my siblings. And so that's awesome. I know it's going to encourage so many people. Some people are probably in their car, like responding right now. They're like, okay, let's turn the page in my life. You know, help me with that, Kanye West. I was going to say, was our family not like. I pushed myself. I remember watching him and I was like, whoa, because he was doing a lot of the same things we were, you know, with interviews and stuff. And I was like, man, that just emboldened me. I'm like, I got to turn it up a notch. You know, yeah. Kanye's out he here went But that's the nature force. of Christianity. Like you you get encouraged by other, I don't know Kanye West or, or anything about him. All I know is when I was hearing him say, hey, yeah. I'm doing this for Jesus. I got an album, you know, Jesus, is, Jesus King. is King. And so I'm like, it made me be even more bold, you know, yep. even in the public eye going, hey, I'll tell you, I don't care. And people know? are like, how can that be? And it's like, well, that that is the gospel. Look at Peter, look at Paul, right. look at all these people. It It isn't crazy that that's what his response response was to the gospel because that is the response to the gospel. It changes yeah. everything about you. That's it. So it's amazing. So the last thing I want to ask you, and this is kind of a funny question, but people ask me this all the time. They say, Sadie, how do you deal with haters? How do you deal with the haters on Instagram, <laughs> social media, being a celebrity, all this different stuff? And it's one thing to ask a 22-year-old girl. And I know a lot of people might not think to ask a man, a father, and people probably don't even think it would bother someone like you, but people are straight up rude. And so one, do you have haters? Two, how do you deal with the haters? Oh, of course I have haters. <laughs> I have haters in everything. And this is one I have to be careful because I can probably get quasi-sinful over this because, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, really? You want to, like, <laughs> I will just take you apart. I will make you feel so small, and I will make fun of you, and it'll be funny. And I have a way bigger platform than you, and I will just beat you to death. And so, but that's back to the nature of Christianity, where we're not like that, where those are people. So it's all people. We yeah. can't just separate the people yeah, and all that. But I will say this. I could care less. Like yeah. I literally could care less yeah. about someone who says, I'm a hater or I don't read comments mm-hmm. on social media very soon after the show. I don't read the, you know, yeah. I don't get my little up from it, you know, go, yeah. oh, look how many yeah. people like, you know, because if somebody's going to say something. But one did slip through, and I never forget, it was a tweet, and it said uh, to Willie Robertson, your very existence makes me sad. Oh, my <laughs> How awesome is that? Oh so I didn't even know what to apologize for, like for existing. Like, I, I mean, I don't. I was like, wow, you know, that's a, that's big time oh there. Somebody gosh. actually thought about that, you know, my very existence. 
So I really don't care. You know, mom always says that. <laughs> she, goes, <laughs> she goes, y'all are so funny because if you disagree with me, then basically I'll just think you're stupid. I'll be <laughs> like, well, so you're stupid. You. And so I'm right and you're stupid. So that, that's how I can deal with that if you don't think what I'm thinking is yeah. right. But I love having talks with people, but I just don't think social media is the best venue for that. Yeah. I mean, I will sit down and talk with literally yeah. anyone, people that I disagree with, people that certainly disagree with me. It's okay. You know, it's yeah. not, I'm going to walk away and say it's fine. But I would love to talk to that. I'd yeah. love to find some kind of common out. Yeah. Like, well, we can agree that, you know, we're both yeah. human. We both have noses. You know, <laughs> I mean, let's agree on something that we can. I try to see the best in people, but just straight up haters, at some point, you just got to say, look, I could care less. You got to care like, less. You got to care less. I could care less. less, man. I'm doing the stuff I want to do. I have the family I want to have. I have yeah. this. And so I'm not going to let you. And just because you can have some sort of access to me through the internet or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Now, you're yeah. not getting through. You won't be talked about. It's my staff knows it. Do not bring me all that stuff. We will not let 100 comments and 99 of them not even get mentioned and one we yeah. gets talked about. I'm so like, good. no, I'm not giving you that right. You know, yeah. it's like my cell phone. Just because you have my number, it doesn't mean I'm going to answer when you call me. Like, you don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, if we let everybody just say, oh, the minute you need me, mm-hmm. you know, then we'll be so distracted. And so, and that's what it does. So mm-hmm. It distracts people. You know, so people true. that are reading that all the time, it's so distracting. Yeah. And so I just, you want to talk about losing my mind. Is yeah. that thing to where you're talking to someone yeah. and they're looking down at the phone the whole mm-hmm. time, and I just want to take it and smash it up against yeah. the wall and say, "Man, let's." And maybe I'm old school, but I just hate no, that. I, I just hate how so you know. And watching you guys, like the kids, it's like, "Holy moly, what mm-hmm. is going on?" You know. And so I'm so thankful that yeah. we didn't have those phones because. You can, your whole self. I mean, every, yeah. if you read that stuff, I mean, really man, they say some you. ugly, ugly stuff there. And it's, I'm like, I ain't letting some guy sitting in Wisconsin, <laughs> like, ruin my day. Are you kidding me? And I, I so love good. Wisconsin. But, I mean, any, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah. get the right to try to, because you're going to high-five your back and go, oh, boy, you know, I made somebody cry or whatever. I mean, good grief. You good know? grief. That's such good advice. I don't care if you are 22, 15, if you're a girl, guy, older, I don't care. Like, everybody take that advice. And I think sometimes you don't realize that you actually can take that advice. You know, like, you can put down the phone. You can delete the app. You don't have to read all and the And I'm not comments. anti-cell phone, yeah. by the way. The cell phone is bringing the gospel to places For sure. that if me and you started today, we would never make it there. So it can be a positive. All these recipes I research are on the internet. Yeah, so it's not the self. It's just being able to handle that thing, not getting so caught up in the negative things like that, and other obviously things that you can get caught up in on a cell phone. But it can be positive. But yeah, don't you ain't speaking into my. You don't even know me. How would you even know? You don't even know who I am. You know, (laughs) you you seen a version of me, or you you think you know me, but you don't. Yeah. Well, Dad, you crushed it. I mean, so much good advice. People are going to have to listen to this like three times and get a notebook. So thank you for all the wonderful advice. Thanks for being a great dad and a great friend. You're the best. Thanks for asking me. Love you. And uh, let's go eat some lobster. Love you. Let's go eat some lobster. (laughs) All right, fam. Are you ready for some good and bad advice? We ready. We ready. We ready. (laughs) What's your advice, babe? Brought to you by Christian Huff and Sadie Rob Huff in our house. Christian, I think I'm going to throw you for a loop today. Throw me for a loop today. Okay, so whenever I was reading through the good and bad advice, somebody 
like threw in there, which by the way, thank you for sending it in. As always, we get our good and bad advice from the Well That's Good podcast Instagram. But somebody said, what do you think about streaks? Like Snapchat streaks, which then it led me to think about why don't we just kind of talk about some different aspects of social media and give some advice on each different one. Does that sound good? That's a good advice. That's good. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about Snapchat and the whole streak thing and all that? So personally, I really dislike Snapchat. I think that for something to be created to target what the people were wanting to target it for creating it, I don't think that it was a good cause. And I just don't think it's good. I think that you can communicate in other ways. I think that, you know, some of the ads on Snapchat are very provoking, very bad, very just not beneficial for you to see. And I think that a lot of times, I think people do get caught up, like you said, with the streaks. I've known people that like the streaks like are like the most important thing in their life, so to speak. And I would hate for you to literally idolize Snapchat and idolize your Snapchat streak. And yeah, I don't like Snapchat. Yeah, me and Christian, we kind of bonded on that when we started dating because neither of us like Snapchat. And it's not like we're like, oh, Snapchat is the woat. It's just like Snapchat just, it's not been a for the most part. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you can use it and it'd be okay and you do it in a healthy way. But for both of us personally, we just have not experienced like a good thing for our life, our mind, our heart, our body through Snapchat. I mean, if somebody sends a picture that's meant to be like unseen a few seconds later, it's just not a really good setup for teenagers or young adults. And then also the ads they put on, even if you weren't doing something bad, it's just super I don't know. I think it could just definitely take you down the bad road. Um, okay, what do you think about Instagram? I like Instagram. I think Instagram is different than Snapchat in the way of, I think that Instagram is a great outreach for people. It's really connecting just the world through just getting to see a part of your life. I know that we have had some moments with Instagram where we've had to delete it just because there are times where you can maybe feel like you're on it too much. I think you should set a time limit for Instagram for the day. That way you're not spending too much time on it and filling your mind on it. But I think that there are many beneficial things. I think that you can spread the gospel on Instagram. I think that you can be encouraging and uplifting to people on Instagram. But I know that there are also negative sides that you can you know, compare yourself to others and that you can be insecure, that you can strive for likes on a post mm -hmm. or, or that you can... Um, I think Instagram, it totally is what you make it. That's the beautiful thing about Instagram. I mean, it's who you follow is what you're going to see. It's what you post is what your page is going to look like. And so you can be as encouraging. You can be a light on Instagram or you can cave in and be like everybody else and start comparing and start you know, um, getting insecure and stuff like that. And to fight against that, I think you have to limit your time and, you know, be protective of who you follow and how, how much you're looking at something. But I think Instagram can be used for the best. Like, I think it can yeah, definitely really be a huge outlet. And I've seen that in my own life. Okay, what about Twitter? <sighs> I don't really know much about Twitter. I don't really know. Yeah, you don't really do Twitter. Yeah, I don't do Twitter. I'll say Twitter can be hateful. <laughs> but again, just like Instagram, it is what you make it. I mean, it's what you post and it's who you follow and it's what you allow yourself to see so it's all of these things social media is like meant to connect you to other people right so if we're not really authentically being ourself or we're not it, like being a good friend then it's not going to do its original purpose to connect you to other people it's just going to put you in harm's way and so i think if you if you be a friend if you reach out if you post encouraging things if you follow encouraging people it's going to be an encouraging place for you if you follow all of these accounts that are funny but hateful, then it's going to be something that probably hurts you. It's always funny when it's somebody else until it's you. It's not so funny anymore. Yeah. All right. What about Facebook? 
Okay, so I don't have Facebook either. But um, yeah, Christian's like a really funny to interview. Yeah. Okay, I'll say. I don't. Well, I'll I'll say one thing. Well, I don't have anything on social media. I have a fifteen minute time limit on Instagram. That's literally all I do. But Facebook, it's kind of like what you said. You can make it what you want to be. This was really cool. Last week we were in Haiti, and um, there was this guy that we met, and he said that his dad was passing away, and his dad said that he had two stepbrothers that he had never known about. And his dad told him his stepbrother's names, and he literally just looked them up on Facebook, and he, just, awesome. he, he met up with them in Haiti. So I think that I it's definitely love a tool. Facebook. Yeah. I said that Snapchat. I was like, it's not the woke. It kind of is. So the woke being worst of all time. I think I personally think Snapchat is of all social media. I think Facebook's a goat. Like I love Facebook because it's the worst. it's really your friends and family, you know. And then like it's encouraging, inspiring videos and stuff like that. I love Facebook. I think it's awesome. I know it's like old school, whatever. I don't get on it that much to be honest, but I love it whenever I do. Yeah, it's like just very authentic. Yeah. Okay. What about TikTok? TikTok. Maybe TikTok man. on the co- okay. Never mind. That's kind of controversial. I feel like. For me, TikTok and Snapchat are a toss-up because I really don't like TikTok either. <laughs> I just don't like dancing. I don't like the whole. Christian like would not be good at TikTok. No, and I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not. I think I'm, I would I'm not. I'm not love in TikTok. The, if you were 13. No, I mean, yeah, but I would totally love it. But at the same time, like I know I'd spend too much time on it because it would take me forever. And the only downplay of TikTok is how like it just keeps playing other videos so you don't really know what's gonna pop up next so that's why i haven't gotten tiktok yet because here's the thing y'all we have to protect what we see we have to protect what we get in our heart we have to protect our mind it's very important because we don't protect it and then we wonder why we're comparing ourselves to everybody why we're so afraid why we're addicted to certain things and it's like well maybe it's because what that's what we're filling ourselves with. And so with all things social media, be careful. Protect what you're seeing. Protect what you're looking into. Protect what you're searching. But also be the example that you want to see on social media. Be a light. Be a friend. Build your community. And be authentic to who you really are. And that way you won't have to feel the need to hide because you just are who you are. You don't have to fear somebody will see you and think less of you because you presented yourself in a certain way. Social media can be a great tool, but it's all about how you use it. That's good. Whoa. That's good. Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope y'all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at LegitCityRob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good podcast. Head on over to LiveOriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by City Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. Also, want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePaula, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome, and hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>